0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, and to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the Gospel. From Mark chapter six, you heard that read before. I recall just these words: He broke the loaves apart, gave them to the disciples, and they gave them to the people. All of them ate as much as they wanted. So far, the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, mankind's only Savior. My Beloved. Well, it's summertime once again. So you know what that means, don't you? It's time to break out these signs again. It's kind of amazing uh, that the advertising and marketing uh, gurus of our society today have worked for decades to come up with a better word that uh, tracks people's eyes. <laughs> Nothing better than this. Keeps working. These are the signs that we use, you know, for our giveaways. At Century uh, when we give away free hot dogs, and uh, we use it at the Rummage Sale when we gave away free hot dogs. And um, we give away free food at our block party, and we're going to give away some free food for suppers at Vacation Bible School beginning tomorrow. As I mentioned to the ch- children, you know, that uh, just because we call it free it doesn't mean with, it's without cost. All this stuff is in our budget, you know. And um, people ask us, well, why do you do this? Why do you give away this free food? Well, obviously, it's to promote our Vacation Bible School. And um, it's a whole lot better and easier than having doors slammed in your face. But uh, you should have been with us last weekend for the hot dog giveaway because the comments on the part of the people going in and out of the store are, are extremely interesting. One guy came up to me, looked at the sign, told him what we were doing. He says, nothing in this world is for free. Absolutely nothing. I said, well, I think God's love is for free. He says, oh, maybe so. One person said, well, why why are you doing this? I said, well, we're promoting our vacation Bible school. She said, oh, that's very nice. One lady came up to us. She says, your church is always doing something, isn't it? And then uh, one real nice-looking young man and his wife came in. They said, why are you doing this? I said, "Uh, we're promoting our vacation Bible school. Then he went into the store. I heard him say to his wife, that's a good idea. I think our church should do that too. But you know one of the real reasons that we do it is to imitate for people, to imitate our gracious God. God was always giving away free food and he still does today. So God created humans in His image. In the image of God, He created them. He created them male and female. God blessed them and said, Be fertile, increase in number, fill the earth and be its master. Rule the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that crawl on the earth. God said, I have given you every plant with seeds on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit with seeds. This will be your food. The Lord said to Moses, I've heard the Israelites complaining. Tell them at dusk you will eat meat. And in the morning you will eat all the food you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quails came and covered the camp. And in the morning there was a layer of dew on the ground. When the dew was gone, the ground was covered with a thin layer of flakes like frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they asked each other, what is this? Because they didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, it's the food. The Lord has given you to eat. And that's, by the way, that's kind of interesting. You know what that was called, right? Manna? Because in Hebrew, when the people saw it, they kept saying in Hebrew, manhu, manhu. What is it? So they named it manna, the it, because they had no name for it. Free food from God. In the gospel for this morning, we see Jesus giving away free food once again. He gives it away compassionately and generously and miraculously. Now, on this day, there may be a whole lot of Christian churches in our country whose pastor may be preaching on this text, and they don't believe that the Bible is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So you might hear a sermon something like this. You know what happened when there were these 5,000-plus people? Uh, Jesus preached a sermon on love. And so some of the people who had brought something for their lunch shared with people who forgot to bring their lunch and everybody had something to eat. And that's wrong. What Jesus performed here was a miracle of multiplication to prove once again that the words that he spoke were the truth and that standing before them was the God of the universe. But what compassion Jesus had on those people. Oh, they weren't starving, but they were hungry, and Jesus knew what it meant to be hungry because he was hungry for 40 days in the wilderness. He knows what it feels like when your stomach growls, and it doesn't feel good. And so he performed the miracle of multiplication. Let's sort of uh, reset uh, just exactly what happened there to see if we can't get a better handle on that, this magnificence of this miracle. How did they get there? Well, Jesus was exhausted. His disciples and, and uh, Jesus didn't have anything to eat. They said, let's go out in the boat, roll away a little from shore. We'll get a little bit of R&R, talk to each other, maybe eat a little something to eat. And so they traveled along the shore of the, the north shore of uh, the Sea of Galilee. But they weren't very far out. So the people saw him out there, so they started running along the shore. So that when Jesus and the disciples got to their next uh, city, uh, the people were already there, and they met them. Jesus preached, and all of a sudden, somebody says, you know, it's kind of late, and the people don't have any food. What are we going to do? Send them to the stores? There's no, we're out in the wilderness here. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. Well, we know that the disciples, they didn't know what to do. So Jesus asked, uh, told them to ask around. They found a little boy who had... Um, Five little barley loaves, kind of flat cakes, and two smoked or pickled fish. And uh, Jesus said, "We'll bring them. You notice what Jesus did then? Oh, and, and before he even did that too, he had the people sit down in groups of 50 and 100. And I think that it was a good idea that Jesus did that because if Jesus had cried out, free food, he would have probably had a, a flash mob on his hands because we know that there weren't just 5,000 people there That was only the men. They didn't count the the women and the children. There were probably 15,000 people there. That's half the capacity of the Bradley Center. That's a third of the capacity of Miller Park. So have them sit down. You notice what Jesus then does? Listen to the sequence. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples. Sort of sounds reminiscent of thursday when jesus consecrated the lord's supper same sequence so he gave it to the disciples and i thought he was going to give out whole loaves that's not what scripture says he broke it into pieces he broke off a piece of bread (gasps) still five loaves there broke off another piece (gasps) still five broke off a little piece of fish (gasps) still two fish there wouldn't you have liked to been there to see that broke off the pieces, gave it to the disciples. The disciples distributed it to all the people. And you know how that goes, don't you, when there's free food? You know, I'm sure there were some people sitting there and they said, well, how much do you want? Well, you know, I probably only really need one. I'll take two. Free food. Didn't matter. Jesus kept giving and giving and giving until it says that everybody had all that they wanted, not all that they needed, I tell you, if I sat down every time I ate a meal and just ate everything that I needed, I wouldn't be so pleasantly plump. But I always eat everything that I want, and that's not good. Jesus gave them that much, so much so that after when Jesus said, we're not going to waste anything, he sent the disciples out. They came back with 12 basketfuls, baskets full of bread and fish, one basket for each disciple, so they'd have something for supper too. The sad thing is the aftermath of this is that after Jesus performed this miracle, St. John tells us, and by the way, this is the only miracle of Jesus that is uh, recorded in all four Gospels. John tells us, then the people wanted to take Jesus away by force and make him a king. They wanted a grocery man. He wanted them to recognize him as the bread of life. I think sometimes that we think that all these miracles are over and gone and done with. I'm not so sure. I think we overlook God's miracles of provision today, and he still provides for us compassionately, miraculously, and generously. I take a look at Scripture, and it amazes me how the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit displays his personality throughout all of creation. You see it in God's creation, don't you? What did God create first? He created water and light and air. Water and light and air, the three elements that sustain life. Without it, you don't have any life. After that, then he created plants and animals and man. Did you ever think about it? You take any one of those life-giving components away and all you have is death. You can have water and air, take away light, death. You can have light and air, take away water, death. You can have light and water, take away air, death. You need all three components. You take away Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. You don't have the true God either. Life-giving components. Miracle, a miraculous creation of God that sustains life. And God gives them all to us for free. Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. God says, no charge. Go outside, enjoy the sunlight, get a little tan. God says, no charge. And water's for free, too. You say, oh, wait a second, pastor, there I got you. I always get this water bill in the mail. And I I say, oh, no, that's just for purification and distribution. The water is for free. Ask the farmer. When his field gets drenched and his crops grow, God says, no charge. Go outside after the drought. I saw some of the people, after we got that rain, downpour of the drought, a lady was dancing in the street, letting the rain come down on her. God says, no charge. And then God creates into plant life the miracle of multiplication. I looked this up on the Internet. pastor doesn't have all this stuff in his head, you know. Take a kernel of corn, put it into the ground, up comes a corn stalk. How many ears on a uh, stalk of corn? I never knew that until I was a freshman in high school and, and had a dorm room with a son of a farmer. He says, well, but their ears, Rick, you know, two on a stalk. Each each ear has 600 kernels. So that's 1,200 kernels average you get out of one kernel. God multiplies it times 1,200. Take a tomato seed, plant it in the ground. Up pops a tomato plant. You get a bushel basket of tomatoes. Miracle of multiplication. We take it all for granted. Somebody might say, oh, Pastor Robbie, yeah, this is all pie in the sky in your eye by and by because why are so many people starving in the world when God's supposedly this great provider I said that's not his fault that's our fault it's not a matter of provision it's a matter of distribution selfishness and greed people don't share and hatred and war and bloodshed and during war you can't the farmer can't plant and harvest and distribute our fault for free God provides us with our food generously and graciously and compassionately. But never fear. He doesn't forget about your soul. And that's what Jesus was trying to get the people to recognize that he was the bread of life. The very next day, the people started following Jesus again. They start saying, we want to see a miracle. We want to see a miracle. Prove that to you who you are. We want to see a miracle. He said, you didn't come out here to see a miracle. You came out here because you had your stomachs fed. You got all you want. You want a grocery man. I want to be the bread of life. And then he used a very unusual illustration. He says, whoever eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood has everlasting life. And he wasn't talking about the Lord's Supper because it hadn't been consecrated yet. He was talking about himself. Unless you feed on Jesus and he becomes part of you through faith, there is no eternal life. And Jesus gave, you know, kind of interesting, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, St. John tells us, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We need to feed on Jesus' flesh through faith. And Jesus gives himself in his humanity and his divinity to us so freely He does our penalty time so that we can go free. Six hours of absolute and pure hell on the cross, being rejected by his heavenly Father for your sins and for mine, for all the times of our selfishness and greed and unthankfulness. He dies. And then so graciously and miraculously and compassionately, he gives of himself in both physical form and spiritual form in the lord's supper his bread his body and blood in with and under the bread and the wine for us to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of sins and did you ever think about the miraculous multiplication of that i mean how many centuries has it been that christians have been celebrating the lord's supper and you come up here and i said take eat this is jesus body this is drink this is jesus blood we've been doing that for centuries isn't jesus body and blood all gone He multiplies his grace and his goodness and his body and his blood over and over and over again. And when you come up here for the Lord's Supper, he forgives you personally and individually through his death on the cross. So generously, no limits. His mercies are new every morning. So, just exactly how thankful are we for God's free food? Well, God gives us His free food, you know, by the weather. Uh, When it's too hot, we complain. When it's too cold, we complain. When it's just right, we take it for granted. We complain about the drought. We worry about future prices and how they're going to go up for groceries. And we wonder what it's going to do to our economy. And because the economy is already so bad, having a drought, I guess, right now here in Wisconsin. An old professor at the seminary once told me he graduated during the depths of the Depression when there was a dust bowl, you know? Ever read about the dust bowl? You weren't there. I wasn't there. Read about it. The joke going around back then was God's drying it up so that it'll burn real well. You know, God can teach us something even in a drought. He uses a drought to teach us things. What? The eyes of all creatures look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. This morning, we thank God for his free food, for the gracious hand of the provider who gives us our physical food, and who gives us our spiritual food, he himself, and the forgiveness of sins and faith, and who gives us both the physical and spiritual food in the Lord's Supper. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Please stand. the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. This morning we're going to sing the creed, our confession of faith. It's printed in your bulletin. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.